Okay, are you guys ready to get this morning going? We have a very special guest speaker here this morning. We probably got our favorite thing from up north, Jason Nolan here this morning. Probably the only thing that we really love about that great state up north. Jason Nolan's going to bring a great message for us this morning that I'm sure he put together at 3 o'clock this morning after John said he wouldn't be here today. And I'm looking forward to it. Jason Nolan. All right. All right. Yes. Yes, I'm a guest speaker. Perfect lodger, perfect guest. That's as Bob Seeger would say. Uh, anyway, uh, as, as you know, John's sick. This is not the congregational meeting, obviously. Uh, but I'll tell you what, one of the things that the Lord's doing in our fellowship, okay, that's part of our, uh, our DNA, our, our ethos, if you will, it's a culture of prayer. And that when I first came to the vineyard, I remember uh, John said, yeah, we're, we're getting together on Friday night. We're going to have a little all-night prayer meeting. And I remember I walked in, and it was one of the wilder experiences because I'd never really been to a church where people lifted their hands or spoke in tongues or did a variety of the unusual things that will occasionally happen here as we move in the Spirit. So I, I walk into this prayer meeting, and there's a bunch of people sitting on the floors. It's pitch dark. There's people speaking in tongues. There's people giving prophecies. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa. And this thing went on for hours, okay? I mean, I didn't stay for hours because I'm like, I'm not even sure what to do here. I was a little uncomfortable. But, but that's, that's part of the ethos of this church. And you see as we have the, the open microphone, God is doing this work, okay, to build prayer. And I'll tell you what, right before there was the move of God in Toronto, I can tell you this for a fact, there were so many people in this church that were interceding, that were moving ground, uh, Back in the early 90s, there was a lot of negative things going on in the, the church around the country because there were some of the leaders had fallen. There were a variety of uh, televangelists that had really given Jesus a bad name. So the church was in this really broken place. But, but the spirit of intercession was just, it, it just descended upon the church, and there were so many people that were praying. So when the, the move of God in Toronto, which affected millions of people, happened, there was a group of people led really by our pastor, John Lieb, who was just so giving. John used to drive around the outer belt by himself, sometimes with people in the car, and just pray for all the other churches. And he would gather other churches in. Whenever we had a speaker, he was like giving things away and giving things away. So it's really odd. Here's this global move of, of, of God's outpouring. But before it happened, there was intercession. And surprisingly, this church... Okay, was the church that God moved this, this, this move of God, this Toronto blessing through? All the churches in Columbus, there was like about 80 of us. I don't know, but about the same number we had right now. And we were broken, didn't have a lot of money, but we loved God. We, loved, we wanted to be in his presence, and we were just praying for God to move. And I, I'm just sensing that, that there's, there's something going on along those lines right now, folks, that, that, that there is... There is like a rumbling, okay, underneath the, the surface, okay, of God starting to move. We're seeing uh, power encounters all over the place. You don't hear about it because the enemy tries to discourage us. But, but I'm telling you right now, there is a move of God going in your session. So one of the things that we want to do in, our, in this church is to just sort of revive that, that spirit of prayer. And in different seasons, God will release messages, okay, that are appropriate, do you guys remember uh, the prayer of Jabez? Remember that when that was floating around the body? If you've been here for a while, um, there was a prophetic movement that was going on where all of a sudden prophecy was released. John Wimber in the vineyard introduced 
worship in a different way. Worship that was not um, singing songs about God, but singing God songs to God, where when we worship, we're, we're literally, we're praising him, you know, as the Psalms praise him. We declare things to him. That was released through this body, your DNA, your ethos. It was just released, and God does these movements. Well, one of the things that was happening shortly before I got here, there was a fellow by the name of Larry Lee, okay? And Larry Lee um, got a revelation on the Lord's Prayer, okay? So you can see today the seven rooms of the Lord's Pray that I have up here uh, because the uh, resolution on the computer, you know, is different. So, but, um, but basically, he, he was teaching that the Lord's Prayer is not just the Lord's Prayer, but it's a model, okay? And each portion of the prayer, okay, is something that we can land on or what I'm going to say, land in. Now, this isn't his teaching at all. This is something that the Lord shared with me last night when I was trying to say, you know, how, Lord, how do, I, how do I share this? And he said, well, why don't you just talk to me about this and then we'll see what happens. So why don't we start our, our, our time together. Let's go to the next slide. And why don't we say the Lord's Prayer together, okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Okay. So when Jesus was teaching us to pray, because here's the context, okay? Um, and I'll share this from the, from the scriptures. One is in Luke, one is in Matthew. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John the Baptist taught his disciples. So Jesus said this, when you go to pray, go to your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. That's a very comforting thought. He, he already knows, but he just wants to hear it from us. Then this is how you should pray, and then hence the Lord's Prayer. So when they ask that question, all the rabbis, get this, in, in, this is a little sort of a nugget here. Um, all the rabbis would prayer, pray the prayers of Israel. There were about 17 different pray, prayers that everyone would, would pray, the exact same words, in agreement, as one, as a nation. But each rabbi had their own prayer. For example, I'm going to share, this was John the Baptist's prayer that went on afterwards. And it's really out of Psalm 51, but it says, O God, cleanse us from sin, show us your glory, and reveal your love, and let your spirit sanctify our hearts forever. Amen. That was the gist of John's prayer. And again, what was John's message? John's message was repentance, okay? Was cleansing, was getting right with God. And when you do that, something is released. And that's why... So many people came out to the desert to see John because God was doing a work. And it wasn't just a, a heart, it wasn't just a heart-wrenching repentance, but it was like people were, were connecting with God in a deep and you know amazing way. So here's Jesus was asked this question: teach us to pray. And we're given the Lord's Prayer. So this is this is somewhat radical. But last night as I was you know pondering and, and, and praying about this message. Um, the Lord kind of gave me this thing, well, it's kind of like how you, you pray. You're kind of going into different rooms. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. 
And I just had this conversation. So um, the Lord speaks to us sometimes with pictures, right? Has anybody ever closed your eyes and you get a picture maybe from the Lord? Okay, or get this. And we're going to do a little experiential here. Um, the script, the, Jesus said this. He said, my words are spirit and my words are life. So there's this um, transcendent, transcendent quality to literally the scriptures, the word of God. Are you guys with me on that? So there's something spiritual. There's something beyond. It's like, uh, I don't know what you'd say. There's, there's an anchor. There's a window. There's something there when the word of God is spoken. So um, I'm going to just say a prayer here for the Lord to just awaken us here, and then we're going to do something. So just bow your head with me. And Lord, um, you have given us this ability uh, with our mind. You say that we're, we're made fearfully, we're made wonderfully. Uh, you've given this ability to image, to see things in our mind, in our eyes, in our eyes, in our, the eyes of our mind. So Lord, I, I pray that you would release that, uh, that, that holy imaging, Lord, to us, Lord, as, as we're sharing here today in Jesus' name. And you guys agree with me and say, amen. All right, so right now I'm going to have you close your eyes. And, and I, I, want, I want God to quicken your imagination. This is just the 23rd Psalm. This is really easy. Again, his words are spirit, his, his words are life. It says that the Lord is your shepherd, and he leads you beside still waters. He leads you beside still waters. He maketh you to lie down in green pastures. He maketh you to lie down in green pastures beside the still waters. And he says in that place, I, the Lord, restore your soul. He also says in that same song, in the presence of your enemies, I prepare a table for you. So with all sorts of chaos and various things going on outside, the Lord gives you another picture. He invites you in. It's a table, and there he is sitting. It's the simplicity of you and Jesus, you and the Father sitting there together. Okay, just gently, just, you know, open your eyes. How many people went there in, in the Spirit? Anybody? Anybody just sort of see that? Did you, did you go into those places? Okay, maybe, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But here, here's the thing. We're really missing out on a lot if we don't go into these places that Lord has carved out in Scripture. I mean, these are very vivid pictures that are life-giving. And then as we enter into them, you know, we're changed. We're transformed because his words are spirit, his words are life. We're encountering God in those places. So with the Lord's Prayer, it starts out with this, with this our Father who art in heaven. This was absolutely scandalous at the time. The Pharisees said this. It says, not only does Jesus dishonor the Sabbath, but he calls God his father. Well, Jesus didn't just do that. He said, I got you one better. Not only am I going to call them father, but when I teach my disciples to pray, I'm going to have them call him father too. And everybody I touch and everybody I teach to pray, everybody they teach to pray, are going to call God God father. This is just, this was, again, it was scandalous in Israel, but here's what Jesus was doing. Just like John had his prayer, right? John had his prayer for his disciples. Jesus is saying, I am going to give you a prayer. I'm going to teach you how to pray. And this is a revolutionary prayer. It's a a universal prayer that is going to just be life-changing. And I'm telling you what, 
I got this message from Larry Lee, you know, the, just the basic concept, and I started practicing this. So as I'm sharing this with you, this is to revive your prayer life. This is about, I mean, this is like spiritual technology. This is a process that I guarantee you, if you enter into this, okay, you will, you will, change, you will change your spiritual chemistry, okay? Things will change in you because, you know, what you do in private, okay, comes out of you. You know, again, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of the heart, we reach out our hands and extend. We invite people to meetings. We uh, give people money. We do things. But it has to start in the heart. And the heart doesn't change until what? We go vertical and we make contact with Jesus. And he imparts to us. Again, he is, <laughs> he is the vine. We're the branches. We've got to connect. And this is all about connection. So Jesus says, you've got to understand that prayer is not like the 17 prayers of Israel. I'm changing the whole game here. Okay, prayer is relationship with me. And you start out with this, Father, Daddy, Abba. This is it. You are there. And for me, I, I use the picture of this, this particular um, room. Go back to the first slide, Sarah, real quick. Because my picture with the Lord is that from, um, uh, from Psalm 23, that in the presence of his enemies, he prepares a table for you. So, so this is the closest thing I could find on the Internet to the place that I go with the Lord. Um, is I just, I just sit down at the table, and there he is, and it's just me and him, and it's Daddy, and here we go. So we've, we, we've set our relationship. And my first prayer in this section, of, uh, in this room, if you will, is uh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'm, this is awesome. We have relationship. So he, he, he has these different rooms, and the first room is, is Father. Just go into that room, connect with him as Daddy, and then we go. Okay, let's back to my next slide. So, Jesus says, let me teach you some more. I've got another room for you. And the second room, okay, is, this is where, <laughs> this is, I think, the really transformative part of this prayer. It says, hallowed be thy name. There's two things. Hallowed, which means holy, which means absolutely altogether other, uh, unworldly. And the other is name. So, the Lord says, Jason, I want you to know my name. Well, what's his name? Well, his name's Jesus. But, you go into this room, okay, and there in the room, again with your eyes, imagination, imagine a room filled with banners. On one banner it says, Rohi, okay, the Lord is my shepherd. We just went there, right? Another one it says Nisi. There's a story behind Jehovah Nisi where uh, Abraham's uh, arms were lifted up in the battle. So he's the one who battles for you. There's another banner in this room, okay? And the banner says, Shalom, Jehovah Shalom. Well, what's that? Well, that's the Lord, our peace. We need to calibrate ourselves in his peace. And if you do some study on this, and you know what, where Jehovah Shalom came from, it came from Gideon when he was asked to do all kinds of crazy things, you know, that he was unable to do. The Lord revealed himself as your peace. When do you need peace? In the time of the utmost trouble. So there's this whole room where you're, you're there and you're seeing, you know, Nisi, Rohi, Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there, the Lord is with you. For me, personally, that's like I'm driving in the car, and, and who's with me? Jehovah Shammah. It, it's the Lord is there. He's with me. We're having conversations. You know, it's, it's, it's a dialogue. There are so many things that are so rich in this place of the name. Hallowed be thy name. And God doesn't want you to just, just spend the 20 seconds that it, it takes to recite the prayer. He wants you to just experience and know him. And he, he would say to you after this room, is like, you need to know who you're dealing with here, folks. 
you need to know what I can do. You need to know my character, okay? I'm not just, you're just not throwing these things up, okay? No, I do these kind of things, and it becomes a reality in you. And guess what? Now you are set. You are really set to go into the next place, okay? So the Lord invites you, come on into this next room. This next room, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, as I, <laughs> this is like the mission room. And to me, it was, it's like you've got angels scurrying, you've got maps, boards, big boards. And we know two things are happening here, right? There's the kingdom of God. What do we know about the kingdom of God? Okay, it's God's rule. It's his reign over the various things, over our bodies, you know, over society, over culture. Um, it's, it's the rule and reign of God. So he's inviting us to be extremely uh, militant and radical. And from this room where angels are dispatched, where we agree with the, the plans and the stratagems of God, we say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there's this, this, this opportunity to be to, to just pray these things. And for me, when I'm in this place, this is where I pray things like this. I'll say, Lord, <laughs> Lord, I pray for, for open opportunities today. Lord, I pray that if I encounter somebody, that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pray. I'm going to be bold. I'm going I'm to go for it. So just curiously, okay, this is a new one for me. I prayed that prayer earlier uh, this week. And uh, there was a fella who I know was in the hospital, had some... Um, I don't know, he was having something going on with his head, like uh, migraines. So I said, okay, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for him. I'm not sure if he's a believer or not. So I tried to call him, and he said, I can't really talk on the phone. It hurts my head too much. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you do now? And so I texted him. I said, okay, do you want to do an experiment? And he's like, what kind of experiment? And I texted him back and said, I could show this to you on my phone. <laughs> and I said, it's, a, it's like spiritual technology, okay? So are you game? And he goes, okay. So I, I texted a prayer. I said, listen, put your hand on your head, and let me ask you a question. How much pain are you in? He goes, and he goes on a scale of 1 to 10, he said, I'm a 7. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I texted him a prayer, you know, and just said, Lord, Lord, heal Bill. Heal him. Take care of him, you know, from number 7. And I, I shot it out, and I said, okay, what's happening? Silence. What number are you at? Silence. <laughs> I fired three or four more questions, and the answer I got was silence. So I have no idea what happened. <laughs> this isn't like a victory story, by the way. I'm just letting you know that. But here's the deal. It doesn't really matter, does it? Okay, because one sows, you know, <laughs> it's God who gives the increase, okay? I did my job, okay? I, I did it. And I'm going to find out because I think he's going to be back at work. He's either going to think I am the weirdest individual he's ever encountered. This dude's texting prayers to me, you know. So, so anyway, but, but <laughs> that's the kingdom, though. We do crazy things like that. We, you know, we get on the, gro- uh, the grocery store microphone and start pronouncing healing. We do crazy things. That's, this, is the, this is the kingdom part of your prayer. But be careful, though. If you tell God, okay, I'm going to do it, he just might. He just might say, okay, here it is. Are you going to do it? I can't tell you how long it took me to press the button between like, but I finally did. And, you know, oh, well, the rest, of the rest is history. To my knowledge, nothing happened. So, <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting in this thing, there, there's two different things going on in this kingdom part of the prayer, right? There's the kingdom, which we know is, wow. But this other one, your will be done. What does that sound like? Is anybody getting Garden of Gethsemane? Lord, your will be, you know, Father, your will be done, not mine, right? 
So we have two things. We have militant aggression and we have ultimate submission. They're just diametrically opposite, but they're really not because if we're going to accept the assignments that are going on in this control room, we've got to be militant going forward, but we've got to be submitted to say, okay, I'll do the text prayer thing again, you know. So that's your kingdom, kingdom prayers. Pray those, and you're going to be surprised how many divine appointments you guys get. Um, Okay, number four. This is, okay, this is the game, right? Our prayer life is number four because it's about me. It's all about me, 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 my things, my cares, my worries, my concerns. This is where I pray. If I don't have much time, guess what? I skip one through three, and I go right to four. Lord, I need this to happen. I need this to happen. I need this check. I need this, blah, 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 blah. Well, good, good. The Lord, in his wisdom, has made this a critical part of his prayer. This is what the scripture says on this one. Um, it says in John, John 15, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask for from him. So again, it's okay. It's okay to be about me, 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 re- you know, request your prayers. And here's, here's the other thing too. The Lord says daily bread. You know, a lot of times in our culture, we're not about the daily bread thing. Uh, you know, when they were in the desert, they were all about daily bread, right? Because they didn't know, you know, bread's coming down. A little bit later, they got an upgrade. Quail came down. But they didn't know until the next morning if the bread was going to be there. The Hebrew understanding of this, and we had a fellow by the name of Dwight Pryor, who was an awesome teacher out of Dayton, a Hebrew scholar, used to come here. And he said the Hebrews understood daily bread like this. Lord, don't make me wealthy, don't make me poor, but cause me to rely upon you every day for my daily bread. See, that's it. That's also what he's saying. It's a great, this is a great place for us to uh, ask for whatever we need, but this is, this is the spiritual truth. This is what's behind that. Lean on me, Jay. Trust in me. Don't, don't go off and do this on your own. Lean on me because I, it's not your job, it's not the Nolan Group, it's not the vineyard, it's not your friend's. I am your provider. I'm the one who you rely on for your daily bread. And he wants, he wants it that way. If we're rich, if we've got 26 t- kinds of insurances, we don't have to worry, and we do not have to rely, and we don't have to lean in. So in addition to this being about me, 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 it's really about Jesus saying to us, lean into me, because you, you need to rely on me and not yourself. Can I get an amen? Can I get another amen? amen. All right, all right. I think something's happening here. All right, <laughs> all right. so the next room you go into, okay, is all about this, okay? Forgive us our debtors as we forgive others. Now, what hinders prayer? I mean, there, are, there are things that hinder prayer, okay? One of them, okay, is holding a grudge against somebody, having a spirit of bitterness. If in your head, things are... You're, you're fantasizing, like what was that world, world, uh, movie, 9 to 5? Remember when they were fantasizing about Dabney Coleman, you know, about different ways to torture him and everything like that? Well, if that kind of stuff is rolling around your head for a colleague, a family member, or whatever, trust me, you're not in the presence of God. You're not in a good place, okay? Your peace isn't there. You're not going to be re- very effective because your mind is absolutely, you know, clouded by your revenge, your anger, whatever issue it is. So, Jesus, again, in his wisdom and teaching the disciples how to pray, says, hey, I've made number five provision for you. Forgive, forgive me, but forgive in the same way that I forgive others. So there is a little, you know, kind of an edge to that one. 
In the same way that I forgive this person that I'm hating, Lord, please treat me the same way and feel that way toward me and forgive me that way. So there's a kind of a, there's a, a carrot and a stick, right? The carrot says, forgive, okay? Move away the hindrances so that I can answer your prayer. But the stick is, but if you don't, guess what? I'm not going to forgive you, and this thing is going to be bound to you, tied to you, and you're not going to find any peace. So there's this strong encouragement on the other side to deal with the issue, amen? The other thing is sin. Sometimes, you know, if you're not feeling, I mean, if you're feeling ashamed to go into God's presence, to go into church, to, let's say, see somebody you know, you got that shame on you, God doesn't want that. And he's saying, this is the place of confession too, guys. This is like a confessional room as well. Do that, get that out of the way, and guess what? Your prayers aren't going to be hindered, which is a good thing. Okay, and then this last room is interesting. Um, this is like the war room. I, I kind of was, uh, you know, envisioning like an old Scottish room. I've got, like, for example, Mag got me this awesome shirt. It's got like a crest on it. I don't know if it's the Nolan family crest, but it's got some dragons and, um, I don't know, just some powerful things. And it says, faith, loyalty, honor, uh, Nolan blood r- just runs through my veins. So I'm seeing like, like there's these shields and, and all sorts of things because this right here, this is right before you're, you're, you're getting ready to go for the day. Okay, this is the war room with spears, swords, lightsabers, Star Trekian devices of some kind that can blow people out of the water. I don't know what's in this room, but it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So there's a, there's a little bit of warfare going on. Here's a question that some of you might, might have. Okay, so does God lead us into temptation? Does God tempt us? Does, has anybody ever thought that in this? Anybody ever? Okay, yeah, you have. You're just not telling me right now. Well, I'm going to answer it from Scripture for you. So the mystery of God leading us to temptation is about to be solved. Quiet. James 5.16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous man availeth much. I've got another one here. It's more direct. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, for he himself tempts no one. He himself tempts no one. God doesn't tempt us. But the one thing God does understand in this section of the prayer is that in this life there will be trials. There will be issues. There will be challenges. And this is the place that we shore up. That's why there's shields. There's, this is the... This is the place of putting on the full armor of God and getting ready for the day. And he knows that we have an evil one who prowls around like a roaring lion trying to, you know, steal, kill, and destroy, right? So this is the time where we pray, Lord, cover me today. Lord, cover me today. Cover my family today, Lord God. Any schemes that the enemy has against us, Lord, Lord, I pray that you would just put up a hedge. You would put up a, just protection against us. And Lord, in those areas that I'm tempted, and I know I'm tempted in certain areas, Lord, Lord, I just pray right now that you would not lead me. And I know I'm going to have some beers with some guys after work. Um, Lord, just let me be temperate. Let me have my tongue under control so that that I'm just not moving into that place of temptation. And that's kind of how you pray from that place. Isn't that awesome? Because, you know, when you you know you're going to be tempted in a situation, you're going into an environment that I really dislike that guy, and if he presses my button, there's going to be some nasty stuff coming out of my mouth. I've, I've, done, I've had meetings with guys before, before they're going into one of those meetings and say, Jay, you've got to pray with me because I don't know what I'm going to say. And he does business with the Lord right there, and he's like, I'm cool. And you go into the meeting, and bingo, everything works out right. 
See, the Lord in his wisdom in this prayer has made that kind of provision. So it's there. And at the end, you just end, and we end today with this, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That is the Lord's Prayer. They're all individual rooms that you can hang out in. You don't have to do all seven because he's not a religious God. He's not, you know, whatever, but he's saying, hey, I'm, putting, I'm opening these doors. I'm creating these places for you to go and to hang out with me because 20 seconds of this prayer is not enough because I love you. You're a son, you're a daughter, and I want to hear what's going on in you so that we can be together. And isn't that cool? Okay, why don't you guys stand, and we're just going to... Um, we're just going to end our day, uh, you know, here right now. And I, I want to say, too, that if, if anybody has any prayer needs, uh, sickness, pain in your body, uh, if anybody has um, anything going on at work that you want to pray for, anything that maybe got stirred up in this message, um, this is the throne of grace. This is the place where prayers get answered, people get healed, all kinds of good things happen. Amen? So let's just, let's just agree in prayer here. Lord, uh, we thank you for your prayer. We thank you for stirring uh, our prayer lives, Lord, stirring the culture of prayer in this church. Lord, we thank you for the revival and the renewal and the flow of your spirit that's going to come in greater measure. So, Lord, help us, Lord God, to spend the time with you, Lord, in our devotional prayer, knowing you, being filled with you, Lord, that we can move, Lord, every day in the flow and the power, Lord, of, of your touch and the flow of your Holy Spirit in us. Lord, Lord, bless everybody as they go. Lord, uh, let your face shine upon them. Let them enjoy the Sabbath with their families and friends. Let there be laughter and joy in this place. Lord, your kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in your Holy Ghost. So, Lord, let that be released here. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you guys can go or come up for prayer. If we've got people on our so- uh, the Socom class, you can help us pray. Um, Man, I'm sorry for getting, getting you out at quarter two. We're a little early. I can go another half hour if you need anything, so. <laughs> no, 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 I was just, I was just kidding.
します。